Welcome to Relationships in Recovery, a podcast that goes beyond storytelling and provides uncensored and vulnerable shares with insights into the world of sobriety and some of the biggest reasons for relapse, which is sex, love, and relationships. My name is Eve Milford, and I am your sober sexologist. This podcast has been inspired from my own journey of substance addiction and the many years I've studied sex, love, and relationships. And I'll be sharing with you how to navigate intimacy, boundaries, rejection, sex, love, and so much more, all whilst living a life in sobriety and recovery. So come along with me and let's do this. And so when we're in those spaces of why am I still in this, or maybe it feels like it's taken like years and years and years and years to heal and you're still in it and there's still this like connection with the heart space or the womb or the throat of like, you know, feeling that you're being reeled back in. You know, I certainly have felt that because, again, like I was saying before, the patterns, the patterns happen and, again, common denominator is me And then having to sit there and go, yeah, so this is the thing, it's become familiar to me. (laughs) That pattern has become really familiar to me. So I'm just going to keep, well, not now, but (laughs) I was just, I just kept getting swept up in it. And it's really interesting about this as as I'm speaking. The part that's really interesting is, all of this did not start dropping in, into place until I started working with my sexuality. And I'm not saying to everyone, rush out and work with me and, you know, or work on your sexuality. Like that's, I'm not saying, what I'm saying is it helps. It fucking helps because you get to know all of you and you get to deal with the parts uh, that have been repressed by society, by the stories and the conditionings that we've had over the years. So getting back to my process, I want to share this. So the body, the semantics, let's go back there. So I had this feeling from my throat all the way down to my belly. And so in somatics, if you've never done it, you literally, you're feeling, you're feeling the sensations in your body and you're saying, oh, I feel like a tingling or like a, I feel like a, there's, there's a hardness all the way down my throat. And then you, a color might come to mind or like a shape. And so you just start building on that and you start seeing this part of you, this part of you that's still there, right? Anyway, what happened for me was it ended up being a canopy of trees all the way down. The things I've got, honestly, in me, I'll have to do, a, I'll have to do an episode just on that one day. Um, and anyway, so... It was like a you know bird's eye view of these trees, and I ended up going in and down and through the canopy. And when I got in and down and through, the soil was all turned up, and the bottom of that forest was rotten. And I asked why, and it said because you keep digging. You keep digging and you never put the you never put the soil back on. You never you never have the the part you need to stop digging now. It's time to stop digging. And that's why I spent 
a lot of time doing was digging and trying to find answers, trying to hope people would talk to me about, you know, the things that they'd heard and all of this shit. And I just, because a very, you know, obviously a big fear is that, that there's just going to be, it's going to happen again. And, and especially with me doing these things. Um, and it's, taking me a while to get to a point you know I I was having PTSD every time I was going to record an episode because I'm using my voice and I'm scared right so there's a fear of that so with all of that the beautiful message was it's time to stop digging and so once I'd done that, and I'd done that beautiful process, you know, there was a lot more that came up as well, but I'm going to save that for myself. Uh, and so I found a heap of evidence that I had and I moved it, I moved it away. So it was no longer in the vicinity of me. So it couldn't keep reminding me of all, all of the things. So I've moved that and I and I have removed it from where I live. And then I decided to do a juice cleanse because it is said that our liver holds resentment and anger and rage. And I was clearly feeling all of that too. So I did a liver detox. But not only that, like I'm such a big, like I, I love, talking about lymphatic system as well. Like I, lo- I love talking about the vagus nerve or, you know, you may know that already, but I also love talking about the lymphatic system and the lymphatic system to me, you're holding onto these like stored memories that are in your body. Hence the reason why I know I can go here and here and here because I still feel the pain from that. I still feel that in my body. So my body's still holding on to shit, right? So the lymphatic system is a great way for me to feel like I'm flushing out my system. And as I'm doing this liver detox, I'm also thinking about these fucking things, these stories, these relationship entanglements that I've had just dropping away from me physically and energetically and allowing it to just leave me Will this stop and ever come back again? I mean, I'm I'm sure this will come up again. I'm sure it will. But this is one layer, right? This is one layer of me getting to the root cause. And I love that because obviously that's what I was seeing in my body, <laughs> seeing the trees and the roots and all of that. So we can only we we can we can go to the root cause every single time in a really soft and gentle way. We can do that. Allowing yourself to be okay with not being okay with the thing that you thought you had got rid of or let go of is really essential to allowing yourself to sit in compassion and forgiveness for self as well. Um, now I know that I know that there's you know parts that we we, we shouldn't be looking back and and doing all of that and um, we really shouldn't but sometimes. That's where our head takes us, unfortunately. So I did that. So I did the liver detox. It was a three-day juice. I'd love to do more. Um, it was a three-day juicing liver cleanse. 
I did that. And then I did, so at that time, so I did a grieving process where I held myself in that space. Um, and then I did a liver detox juicing kind of at the same time. So that overlapped. And then once I did all of that, I went and had a lymphatic massage. And I'm now going to continue doing that myself um, and giving myself a, a massage, do self-massage, and just basically seeing what arises for me. And then um, I created a beautiful ritual, grief, grief, grief and loss ritual because, you know, I still lost. I still had a loss. I still I lost part of myself. Um, I lost, I lost people who I thought were my friends and someone who I thought really highly of as a partner. And I think the most, the biggest thing that I grieve is the heartache of, I thought I was in a really safe environment and I thought that there was so much honesty that, yeah, um, you know, and I'm, I, I just want to reiterate that I know that I probably, I, I definitely had a part in this as well. Uh, it's just sad that, yeah, it's, I, I, you know, I still have to go through that grieving process and feel all the feels and, um, is there anyone at blame? Who knows? You know, at the end of the day, really, who's who, who? And I think that's the biggest thing, just to sit and notice of like it. Really, honestly, if I think about this, I there's no one. I don't know. There's no blame. There's no none of that. Um, just sitting here, reflecting on everything, and then feeling into. Yeah, like the the parts of me that actually are quite, even though there's quite a sadness, there's quite like a, there's a feeling of of joy just knowing that it really doesn't matter at the end of the day if there's anyone to blame or not. It's being able to sit in this space and allowing myself to grieve for a life that I thought I had. It's grieving for love that wasn't real. It's grieving for friendships that were fake. And it's grieving for for a mask that is up in a space that I thought was a really safe space to be in. Um... Yeah, I think that's I think that's really the gist of it. And I also just want to say that of course I'm no fucking guru and like I love spirituality, I love all of that, but like I also understand that there's there needs to be a process and it's not plain sailing. It's not like oh, I'm just going to go do this ritual. I'm just going to do this somatic work. Like I fucking had to like, 
I fucking had to like make sure I didn't, you know, pick up a drink. I, n- not that I was feeling that. I wasn't feeling that at all. But I have to make sure that I'm in a space to be able to do that. I can't just go, oh, I'm just going to go do a thing. I just want to really reiterate that over and over that I have some roughness to me. I have a part, you know, there's part of me that that wants all the bad stuff that actually can thrive on the drama. And there's this other part of me that wants to hold that part and still own own it, right? Because that is that's part of me. That's who I who I am. And I don't want to dismiss that by sitting here and saying to you, oh. It's love and light and you can just go and do some somatic work and see what's in your body because that would be fake, right? I had to get to a point and I think that's why for me the detox worked really well because I was physically having to, you know, to do these drinks at 90-minute intervals. How to have this juice, this juice, this juice. And in that time and space, I was like, oh, I'm feeling like clarity. I'm feeling clearer. I think it's time for me to be able to do this grieving process um, so I can, yeah, release this shit that's in my body, that's in my mind, um, and allow myself forgiveness and compassion for what happened and to know that it's okay that it happened again. (laughs) I think that's probably the biggest thing for me is that and the, and just allowing myself to be fully aware of why it was happening again and and it's not in my control people places and things I cannot control I hope this has helped somebody somewhere <laughs> to know that it is okay if the same thing keeps coming up for you. It could be that the reason it's coming up for you is maybe there's some therapy out there that you've never had before and that's the key to it. But, but it could just be that it was really fucking painful and it's caused trauma. trauma can look like anything for anyone because no there's no like god there's no like there's no escape from trauma you know not everyone gets away scot-free from it and i'm saying i mean (laughs) there's an element that i'm pretty sure most if not everyone has some trauma or have has had experience of it. I can remember this was a couple of months ago. I keep saying that. It's probably about six months ago now. And I was sat working. I was having such a great day. Honestly, it was so good. I was working. The sun was shining. In the dream scenario, right? Music on, dancing away, working, doing some great work. And then 
I just burst into tears. I burst into tears. And let me tell you why I burst into tears. I cried. I cried because of my first ever boyfriend. I cried for 15-year-old Eve. Actually, he wasn't my, like, well, this wasn't my first ever boyfriend. <laughs> I'm just realizing that now. Uh, I, I, let's just say I cried for 15-year-old Eve that day. I cried for the boy that was in her life at that time, who she dated until she was 21, 22, I cried for that relationship because I realized I had never, ever, I tried, don't get me wrong, gosh, that, yeah, I cried a lot during that whole relationship. I spent more time unhappy than I was happy, which is really sad, really sad. And... I, yeah, and I cried for her because I had never, and that, and him, and him, uh, you know, I, there were things, look, (laughs) it's very convoluted, sorry, yet again, um, but it's connected to the one that I just told, right? There's a big connection there. And I cried for that relationship because I had to, because I'd never, I had never cried for it before. I'd only ever been angry. I'd only ever been angry and self-indulged with it. I'd never I'd never looked at the falsity of that one either. And when I actually stood back and saw the falsity of it, the masking yet again of the illusion that was in my head of what was actually happening, it made me so sad, so sad. But you can only do that when you're ready. And I, I spent, I think I spent two days actually probably really taking it in um, and feeling it, feeling into it. But that, you know, <laughs> I'm 42 now. <laughs> and I'm, I was still, you know, I was still having to grieve and cry for that that part of me that never got the opportunity or never did that, never really thought about doing it. It wasn't something that I'd ever considered. Uh, I had other things to think about and mull over in this noggin that, uh, that felt like it took precedence over that. And I think that's what can happen, right? We get sober, we're in recovery, and lo and behold, out of the blue, Bob comes up from 19, whatever, 99, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? But what's great about that is that that is a relationship in recovery. Um, We actually get to see it for what it is instead of what we have to deal with, uh, using alcohol and drugs to just bypass, minimise, Let's not look at it. We get to actually be okay with it. And if it comes up again in life, you get to fucking feel it. As much as, like, I mean, just think about the, 
think about the double-edged sword with that, um, that even though it's this relationship that was so dodgy and fucked uh, that was fake and, you know, or, or, or maybe not, right, maybe it was super loving. I'm just going off <laughs> my experiences. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was super loving. But, you know, having the ability to be able to then hold yourself in that or at least seek someone else to be able to hold you in that space to be able to say, yeah, it was fucked. Oh, my God, it was so loving. And I get to now, now, now I get to feel it. (laughs) Like it is a double-edged sword because there should be some joy that you get to sort of experience that, but also it can be painful. However, allowing yourself to know that it's okay to acknowledge that part of you, that younger version of you maybe, is sensational, is out of this world. It is sublime to have the ability to know what's up. Or even if you don't know what's up, you know that there's a part of you that's really desiring to be held in loving compassion and grief and loss of something. And I think, you know, The more sober I get, the more experiences I'm having of that and actually become really joyful to me of being able to look back and say, you know, at the time I thought everything was great and it's it's me now looking back at her and just, I mean, fuck, I wouldn't be here, right? I wouldn't be doing this if I hadn't have had all the experiences. And I know that sounds really, again, corny, but it's the truth. I would. There's no way I would have studied relationships. I would never have studied love and sex. I would never have studied any of this stuff had I not had all of the experience that I had and wanted to heal. So I'm very grateful for that. So, you know, looking for the the gratitude in it too. But I do want to say out of all of that is that just grieve what you need to grieve. Just grieve what you need to grieve. And if, you know, nobody needs to say it's going to be okay and, oh, that was back then. It's like, fuck you, but I'm feeling it now because that's what happens. I get to feel now. I get to fucking feel and now I'm feeling it. (laughs) Uh, But, yes, having beautiful processes in place for you to do that. Uh, And I'm going to make my resource page available, actually, so you can go have a little drop in with that. There's some beautiful meditations and resources and things like that that you can find on that page. It's a little – I probably need to update it, but. Um, <laughs> it's been there a while, but there's a few beautiful, really, really lovely things. Some may feel a bit woo woo. Some may feel, uh, there's a beautiful meditation. Uh, yeah, go check that out. If you want to, it is, it's incredible. And yeah, and just being able to hold yourself in grief and loss and acknowledging that, allowing yourself to be in a space of, if if I feel something and I and it's from something like and like something's popping in my head again or I mean of course don't get me wrong 
if you keep getting reoccurring flashes, then I would definitely suggest seeing a, a trauma expert uh, with that. Um, so just allowing yourself to notice the grief that you hold the, and just hold yourself in so much compassion and love. That's the, that's the thing I really want to offer here. And you're like, how the fuck do I do that? <laughs> the fact that you recognize, I just, this is the one thing, right? The fact that you recognize what's happening for you is love in itself because speaking from my own experience and I'm sure others can resonate, we never used to fucking do that. We never even used to, we never used to get to a point of recognizing because we'd be fucking drunk. <laughs> we wouldn't get to a point to feel ourselves and hold ourselves in the, in the, in that love. So knowing that you're not picking up is that sign of love. And then hold yourself in that compassion whilst you do it of like, oh, I just have to give myself this compassion just, just for a little bit, just for a little bit. This is not ego. We're not talking ego. We're talking compassion, different, very different. So compassion is being with self and just giving yourself what you need in that moment without the drugs and the alcohol to repress, shut down, allow yourself to be in it and feel that and experience and do the inventory and do all the things, do all of the things, speak to whomever it is you need to speak to. Well, my loves, I feel like I've spoken a lot today. Um, it's been wonderful. I've loved sharing all the things and, um, you know, tip of the iceberg with all of the things that I really want to give and, and share with everybody. And intimacy and sobriety is on its way. My loves, it is so close. It's a wonderful self-paced online course. And, um, yeah, I will be sharing the details very, very soon. And it's all about, it's all about that. It's all about self-compassion. It's all about holding yourself being, you know, in that space and um, in a really loving, slow way to be able to um, be in recovery with relationships and with love and with sex and all of it and having that divine intimacy. So without further ado, I love you very much. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. So much love to you.